Cindy, it is so exciting to be together today. Isn't it? These are times where we can't be with our friends, and here we are, well, thanks to technology. <laughs> we, we have, over the years, discovered that we have such a deep love for God's Word. Absolutely. That's one of the things that has drawn us together, and so we have done a couple of Soti Shine On. With words to inspire. Done a couple of those, and yet it seems like we need to do some more. I am thinking today of those people who are tired, worn out, and really are discouraged in their faith. Oh, I have met so many people recently who are feeling worn out by everything going on in the world. Have you, Ruth? Yes, absolutely. And we just thought that perhaps some of our experiences, some of what God is teaching us during this time would be wonderful to share. I can't wait to share. So I'm so glad that you're with me today on Words to Inspire, and uh, we're calling this a Sodi episode. <laughs> Again, Cindy's ministry is Shine On, and, and ours is Words to Inspire, Lifelong Empowerment from God's Word. And again, the primary reason that we want to come to you is that we could just somehow implant, impart to you something that would be so encouraging and so uplifting that you would know that our God is great in the middle of a difficult time in our world's history. And you know, Ruth, our God is the God who brings light into the darkness. That's right. That's what your story is about. It truly Shine is. Shine on. Mm-hmm. Shine on the light. And So, Cindy, we have chosen three scriptures today that we're going to look at and talk about because I don't know if you recall, it's quite a long time ago and I'm a different generation than you. <laughs> However, there were little bracelets that um, used to be worn and they were WWJD. What so, would Jesus do? Right. Did you ever ask your kids that? What yes, would Jesus absolutely. Do? Yeah. 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 We, we used to do that because we were trying, well, what were we trying to do when we would say that? Well, we're, I mean, I've asked myself that too. Mm-hmm. And, and we were just trying to take ourselves out of the world and prevent ourselves from making a worldly decision. And really just trying to be more like Christ. Yes, yes. And his example is the example that we want to follow. So for these episodes, I think there will be about four, but we never know when we get started. (laughs) Not what would Jesus do, but what did Jesus say? So this is the first episode of what did Jesus say? Mm. And uh, these sayings of Jesus have been so impactful in my life for a long time, but particularly now when we see such division in politics, in religion, Mm. in believers around the world, and somehow the love that Christ showed is often absent. And I'm going to confess, I've had some moments when I have not been the loving believer that God has called me to be. Well, we're thrust into times where that does come out, doesn't it, Ruth? And I'm with you. I have been the same way and really have had to cling to God's word because 
and, and come before him and just say, I need to know how to act, what to do, what to say, and how to not be that believer that I didn't want to be in those moments that I don't know how to kind of close my mouth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We we both had full calendars, Mm -hmm. or at least calendars that were being filled with travel around different places. Absolutely. Seminars, workshops, speaking, Nepal trips trips to the States, trip to Kingdom Bound, all of those have been canceled. And so we still have this passion to pass on the love of God to everybody we meet. And so we found ourselves kind of in limbo, trying to get get some footing on how to live in this culture. And, you know, Ruth, you're bringing up really the one person that we should be turning to, the one that we should be turning to, to hear how he feels we should be living in these times and these dark times or this culture that is so counterculture to Christianity, um, we need to turn to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He is the only hope for the world. And we can say that and we can believe that, but executing it is a different (laughs) thing. So that's why we're going, to, we're going to look, first of all, at Mark chapter 12, when um, Jesus is being asked by one of the teachers of the law, what is the greatest commandment of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus, this is what Jesus said. What did Jesus say? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've missed the first part of that verse often. Here's what he says. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now that's a very important element to this greatest commandment, Cindy. It truly is. And oftentimes we tend to look straight to the Gospels to hear what Jesus said. But when we hear, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Does that not just just bring forward the sounds of the books of Isaiah and Deuteronomy, which is where it's from, and just the Old Testament and the rich historical truths that we can grasp onto there that were the predecessor or the the prophecy of Jesus' coming. And wrapped up in that is so much of the covenant and the promises that God gave to Abraham and on to the nation of Israel promises that are being fulfilled even as we're sitting here today and will be ultimately fulfilled in the great time. Oh, Ruth, I love it when you start talking covenant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you know, it's one of my favorite topics and I've been enriched so greatly by teaching covenant and understanding covenant. Maybe we'll do another series later on the actual covenant. I would love that. Would you like that? Absolutely. Well, maybe some people could listen in while we're just chatting and and discovering that these promises that God made, he has not forgotten them. He is the one. He is the great, the great God, the one God who made all those promises yet to be fulfilled. Many have been fulfilled. And you know, while we're talking about Jesus, you know that three over 300 prophecies about his first coming have all been fulfilled. And we might add that all of the prophecies for his second coming are unfolding today. Absolutely. And that's I, what's exciting about today. But the thing is, is here we're looking at what Jesus said. 
But thinking about it, the prophecies about him were already fulfilled when he's speaking mm -hmm. about his first coming. He is the fulfillment. He is the fulfillment. So now we're listening to the one who has fulfilled the prophecies. Oh. These words are eternal. These words that we're reading today, they are life-changing. We don't want you to miss a bit mm -hmm. of what Jesus is saying. What did Jesus say? Cindy, read that verse. Verses. He, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Ruth, let's pull that apart. Let's pull it apart. Unpack it. And we're not going to go to the second part because we've got to look closely, not only at that first phrase, hear, O Israel, mm -hmm. but now we're coming to the first part of the verse, which needs careful examining yeah. in order to live the way that Jesus wants us to. Exactly. So he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. What in the world does that mean? Well, I don't know about you, Ruth, but I have heard that piece of scripture so many times in my life, spoken in my heart in a time where I didn't know how I could pull through something. I didn't know how I could get through, and I would hear, love the Lord your God with all your heart. I had to put all of myself into loving God, even though the situation was not what I had thought. Mm. Mm. So loving God with all your heart, it costs something, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. costs a lot. I mean, really, here I am, a woman with no hands and feet, who found God and learned to love God by the loss of our hands and feet, wow. and so did my family. So it costs a lot. And one of my favorite things that Jesus said was, if you are going to follow me, you need to pick up your cross and deny yourself. And we live in a time where we do kind of need to, well, we do need to deny ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need to pick up that cross, whatever cross it is that yes. you are bearing. Yes. I mean, yes. it's pretty clear which one I bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my dear friend. And you know what? We're going to do a full episode on that very scripture. Yeah. What did Jesus say? That we'll do that wonderful. another day because there's so much to unpack in the trials and tribulations and suffering of the believer. Uh, but for today, let's, let's go to the heart just a little bit longer. You know, you've got a wonderful husband. And according to your book, Shine On, we see a tremendous transformation in him. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you're in love probably more than ever now. But how do you foster that loving him with your whole heart? Well, that's an ongoing, persevering um, thing to do, isn't it? And that's the thing with loving with your heart. It's not something that just happens. We have to work at that. We have to, just as we work in our relationships, we need to work at having our heart mm -hmm. love and love and love. And that's perseverance in love, isn't yeah. it? And not the feeling of mm -hmm. love. This is perseverance. Spending time, you know, I, I had to really check myself over the last year. Am I spending more time looking at uh, the political scene mm. than I am in God's word and, and loving him just by being with him and looking at what he says about who he is? You know, my life is enriched when I find out who he is. 
and I'm trying to find out who a certain politician is and how he compares to somebody Absolutely. else. And you know what? That brings you down. But when you get in love with the Lord Jesus, and how do we find love with the Lord Jesus? We also have to sit at his feet, don't yes, we? Absolutely. We have to sit at his feet and in his word and at rest at his feet and just be in his presence. You don't love somebody without being with them and knowing who they are and learning about who they are by reading his word. That's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. don't know who he is or you, or you just assume you know that you have good values and, and that's, that's enough to know Jesus, that's not enough. We need to know Jesus intimately now, more than ever, because by knowing him, we can <coughs> love with all our hearts. And that's not just loving. <coughs> that's not just loving Jesus. It's also loving others for Jesus or Jesus loving others through us. You know, if you, you're turned open to Revelation, the second chapter and the fourth verse. And this is John's revelation of the letters that he's going to be sending to the churches, to the seven churches in Asia Minor. We have so much to learn from these churches. I get excited because the messages for these churches are for us today. They sure are. And we're just going to look at the message, the letter to the church at, uh, of Ephesus. Well, okay, first of all, let's, let's talk a little bit about how wonderful they were. They were so good at getting things done. They had worked with their hands. They had striven to get to serve the Lord. They had even put out false teaching out of their church. Did way better than many churches today that have false teachings mm -hmm. about who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. So they had wonderful scorecard, but they had one thing. Read what that one thing is. These are the words of Jesus. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Wow. Oh, those are heavy words to think of abandoning the love you have for Jesus. Any of us who've come to Jesus, we know that that first, that first knowledge of him is just so overwhelming and you can't wait to tell everybody and you can't wait to, to share the love of Jesus but to abandon the love of Jesus. That's heartbreaking. It really is, and it ties so much into this scripture from Mark, the greatest commandment. What am I doing today? You know, a year in, what am I doing to love him with all my heart? There's gotta be a time element there somewhere. So that first love, Cindy, what significance to those of us who have marriages that have gone through trials and tribulations and difficulties, death, birth, miscarriages, you know, mental health issues, all of those. But when we look back to when we fell in love with our mate, mm. there was magical, there was nothing that would keep us from wanting to see our better half. That's right. And we had butterflies when we That's did. Right. That's right. And we were so excited and we just enjoyed being with them all the time. Yes. Yes. Now think of this. What about butterflies when we're spending time with Jesus? Learning what he says, learning that he says he loves us, but to love him with our whole hearts, the way that we have loved no other. 
We have nothing else to compare it to, really, than, than the relationship between a man, the proper relationship between a man and a woman. You're absolutely right. right. And we should be anticipating the moments we have with him. And I know that our lives make it very difficult mm -hmm. to, to take that time with Jesus. But, but you know... It can be while you're doing the dishes. That's I saw right. a great picture That's of that right. on Facebook. <laughs> it can be while you're doing the dishes. It can be while you're, you're with your children. And it can be while you're resting at his feet. <laughs> because it's only in those places that we can find him. So then we go on to the next phrase. With all your heart and with all your soul. That your whole entire inner being. All that you have is is for him, loving him with all our hearts and then with our souls. So for the heart, it's it's almost a little bit of an emotional uh, part, Yeah, that heart part. When you get to the soul, that's the perseverance part. To me, it's the deeper element that pushes me to um, to be with him Yeah, and to enjoy his, his presence. And when we are with him, I... You know, I can't help but think of Mary's song when she says, mm. my soul magnifies the Lord. Just the idea that your soul is so full of Jesus that you just magnify, you know, his, his, his love and his grace. Boy, that's another. And then love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. And now we're coming to the mind. Mm. Oh, Ruth. This is a dangerous place, this mind. The mind wants to go where it wants to go, doesn't That's it? That's right. And it is the hardest to get under control in loving the Lord. And you spoke about it earlier. We could find ourselves and our minds being distracted so many times by things going on in the world and how it affects us, what's happening right now. But that's not what this scripture is telling us to do. No, not at all. Not at all. And um, the battle, the greatest battle that many of us will ever face is the battle for our minds. Mm -hmm. Because there is an element, there is a dark side mm -hmm. that wants to take you down. And so there's a training program going on. Yes, we have to get our minds fit and persevering and furiously ready. That's right. Fearlessly ready. And you know, the thing about it is that Jesus laid out through men of God, through the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. laid out words that we need to train our mind. Now, this training is hard. And I've discovered that I can go through a few months of really good training and then something happens and the training goes out the window. But Cindy, we're going to go now to Philippians 4. I'm sorry, Ruth, but that sounds like my weight loss program. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that reminds me when Bob and I went on that Weight Watchers program many years ago, one of our boys was uh, around five or six and and, uh, and he heard us talking and he came out one day and he very troubled and said, I don't want to go on a diet. <laughs> and I said, you don't, why not? Because I'll fall off. <laughs> I thought, how true this is with our life, right? Yes. And, and how hard it is to keep, how difficult it is to stay focused and, and well-trained. And, and this is the wonderful word of God through Apostle Paul that tells us exactly what we need to focus our minds on. Yes. And when we think about just how easy it is to 
fall off the resolutions we make in January or how easy it is to fall off a diet or how easy it is to skip our daily routine of, of uh, exercising or whatever uh, routine to keep physically fit and mentally fit. We know it's, it's difficult. And so these verses are for all of us right now. Would you read verse 8? Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Wow. This is the mind being trained. Yes. So we can actually use this as a checklist. When some thought comes into our mind, is it true when that thought continues to stay? Mm -hmm. Is it noble? It is a checklist. Mm -hmm. Is it right? You know what I'm discovering? Everybody wants to be right. Me too. And so Meaning I. I want to be right. <laughs> and we're seeing that all over social media, fighting about who's yeah. right. But you know, this tells us it's not about who's right. No. It's about what is right. What is right? And, and know, how do we know what's right, Ruth? It's searching for truth. And this. That's right. Searching for truth. Find the truth. This is our truth. So there's the checklist. And you know what? Read verse 9. Because here's the result mm. of training your mind to think about the right things. So we're looking at what is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable with excellence, worthy of praise. Paul goes on to say, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. What a result! Peace. Now, none of us likes that word practice, but we love the word peace. Oh. So the peace that passes... All understanding, understanding can be yours today. Right, Cindy? Absolutely. We've experienced it, and it's all about knowing the truth. Yeah. The truth of Jesus. What did Jesus say? What would he say today in response to some of the things that are being thrown at us? Oh, Ruth, we need to share more things and learn more things about what Jesus said and share them with our friends because... Is this such a wonderful way to navigate our way through times that seem uncertain? Well, we have much more to share, but we would like to just leave you. Our Soti message for today is, may the God of peace be with you because you have loved him with your whole heart, with your whole mind, and with your strength. But you see, strength, Cindy, comes last. What we do comes last. Mm -hmm. Our being with Christ, being with Jesus, being in the Word, that's first. And then what we do comes next and will come naturally. You see, we saw that in Revelation. We did. They did all the things, but they were not in love with no. Jesus anymore. So the God of peace is for you. You need to receive it. And we often, when we're in Nepal and some of the places where we travel, we ask you to just receive that peace to yourself, for these days are difficult. And we're going to share more next time. But God bless you all from the Sodi Girls. Yay!
<laughs> See you next time. You got the power to empower